Hey everybody, we are live and we're broadcasting from an undisclosed location in the Milky Way Galaxy where we already know who the president is going to be. Welcome to Broadcast from the Dispatch. Hey, everybody. What's going on? What's going on? Like that intro you had there going on. <laughs> intro on, on the delay. Um, oh, hold on. See, my phone's over here. It's being really weird right now. All right. Good, we're good. It's one of those nights. It's one, of, one of those nights where we shoot from the hip and just and just go how we go. Just go how we go, kind of like the country right now, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, not a laughing matter. Shut up, right? Really anyway, <laughs> so tonight is our first um, Indie Comics Dispatch team night, and we have um, reviewers with us. We have article writers with us. We have. Um, Aaron Dowen from uh, Beards and Comics podcast because they do the same thing we kind of do, but better and more interesting. Um, and <laughs> and um, so sure I invited them on as honorary um, Indie Comics Dispatch team members. Um, Matt was supposed to be here too from the podcast, um, but he hated us. So anyway, um, he, he had to work. Um, so, okay. uh, you know, what what's going on in your life other than election stuff here? Oh man, um just company stuff, comics, uh main gig, comics. <laughs> <laughs> That's really it. Just try to keep my nose to the ground with comics and stuff like that. Um been uh been busy. Lining things yeah. up. Like um it's a lot going on and there was a cosplay contest and stuff that just happened so that was a yeah. big deal um and gonna be sending out rewards for that and then i was part of a another um pretty cool situation that was set up by someone that i know one of my friends so i'm gonna be sending out stuff for that um but yeah it's really it. cool it's comics it's really setting up setting up this game like i said like i was telling you earlier um you know it's time to take the gloves off yep <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, we have at, at at my house. We so October thirty first is Halloween, and people are going to hate me for this. I know people will hate me for this. Um, November one, we take down Halloween decorations and start decorating for Christmas. So we have been decorating for Christmas since Sunday. Well, I get it because you know how we you talked before. We don't really celebrate, you know. Yeah. That day. I mean. Yeah. Family I can day. Eat yeah, oh, okay. I can eat a good family meal yeah. with my Christmas tree up. Yeah, I exactly. can enjoy a bird with my Christmas tree up. So exactly. So and I won't even oh. say the name of that day. Everybody knows the name of that day. <laughs> exactly. Freaking. Um, <laughs> I want to give a disclaimer going into this. A, my audio is kind of wacky in my headset tonight, so um, just take that. Um, 
And two, we don't really have a real outline for tonight. We, we have some stuff we're going to talk about that I want to guide us through. But other than that, nothing real. So we're going to rely on you guys out there watching to send us send us um, questions, send us comments, send us um, cool books you're reading right now. Send us mm -hmm. Kickstarter links that we can check out. I, exactly. Send us stuff so that we can we can talk about it and we can see what you have going on out there also. Exactly. So, it's going to be a shoot from the hip night. Spray it is. Pray. It is. And just have fun with it. So, <laughs> yeah, send those questions in and let's let's have a conversation. All right. Speaking of a conversation, let's welcome in First Team Manning. First, welcome to the oh, stream. Hello, hello. What's going on, man? Not much. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Good, good. Now, First is one of our reviewers. Um, he he's written several reviews on the site. I always love first reviews. Um, he I I forget how I said it before, but they come from a place of of empathy and heart and personal point of view, and I I love it. Um, also a new ICD team member, also a member of the Wingless Comics team. Um, Malachi Bailey joining us. What's going on, Malachi? What's up? Now, a lot on? of people don't know yet. Malachi is going to be writing a monthly article for us about um, a kind of fan casting of indie comic book each month. So um, I'm excited for that, man. Yeah, <laughs> I really am. What you did last time I was reading the last uh, the last fight that we had, and, and that that was dope. It really was. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was it was cool. So I, I can't wait to see what you do next. And I'm looking at it too, and I'm just like. Uh, I know one day one of my characters are going to be in there, but <laughs> I'll just see you like a character profile. I'm like, here you go. Malachi's team came out for that. Yeah, you do. Well. Oh, yeah. You know, welcoming honorary Indie Comics Dispatch team member Aaron Dowen to the stream, the Count of Monte Crisco. Cristo, sorry. Um, <laughs> That's like Crisco is a completely different kind it's of count. completely different thing. And we don't even know it was that, that kind of show. <laughs> we have an E rating for a reason. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, Aaron, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, man, not a problem. Thank you for having me. Um, Aaron has become a friend of the show and just has a cool podcast of his own, Beards and Comics. And, um, I got to host the Catalyst Comics um, preview night for Tilt 3, and I had a blast doing that. And so um, Aaron and Matt are both great guys. If you don't like our podcast and want to listen to a better one, go find Beers and Comics. <laughs> uh, <laughs> come on. No, we, we kind of do different stuff. We kind of do different stuff. Yeah, so for sure. It's cool. We can both exist. Different beasts. Um, yep. <laughs> And that now, um, by audio only, because he's driving to an undisclosed location in the western part of the United States, um, Brian Lambert is going to join us. Brian's a friend of the show. Um, he's been um, pushing hard, and I've been help, trying to help with this um, three-studio crossover event. And we have big news tonight, Brian. Brian, can you hear me? Yes, can you guys hear me? Mm -hmm. Yes, I can hear hey, you, sir. Yes. Tell yes. us. So Tell we, us the uh, news. We made goal earlier today. Congratulations, had, uh, bro. Yeah, 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 man. We got a, a very, very nice, uh, you know, final push support, is, as I like to call it. Um, and it kind of put us right over the goal. So, you know, we are we are exactly where we want to be. And, I, you know, everybody that's helped us, we just want to say thank you. And we're very, very proud. And we're going to bring you something that you have never seen before. 
that's really awesome 101 percent funded right now i'm trying to pull up the the kickstarter um right this moment because like i said earlier i'm a little bit um behind tonight um that's and that's my fault but here we go nightfall part one dark horizons 101 percent funded five thousand seventy nine dollars 140 backers still 10 days to go still 10 days to go so uh brian what you got what you got to tell us about uh kickstarter rewards or or stretch Um, goals i mean so so i am not gonna tell you about stretch goals but but um, (laughs) for the dispatch i am going to let you know that tomorrow i will be posting pictures of possible additional uh merchandise item that uh it's gonna be a winner uh you know it's gonna be um it's something that everybody will like, something that everybody will enjoy. It looks flashy, and it's something that uh, people in indie comics haven't done this way. I'm not saying like we didn't invent a robot, nothing like that. But not yet. Um, it's a piece of merchandise <laughs> that nobody in indie comics has done, and uh, I guarantee that our uh, that our fans and our supporters and uh, let's just say sport lovers will love it. Mm. So, uh, a so cup. Get, man. it's a cup. I get it. <laughs> it's a sticker. Yeah, cool. A sticker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, Brian, we know you're driving. You can you can stay with us as long as you want. You can go whenever you like to. We won't hate you. Um, you just um do what you got to do, man. Um, Aaron said he would hate you, but I I will not hate you. That was private chat, man. I was in the private. <laughs> <room>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were gonna have John Romita Jr. on tonight, but um, wow. he got caught in counting boats in Pennsylvania. Apparently, so he couldn't be here tonight. Um, maybe next time. <laughs> maybe next time, John. Um, <laughs> uh, guys, what have you been reading lately? What do you what what um what's been good? Maybe what's being nice to people still what's maybe not made your top 10 list um that you'd like to see maybe a, a second issue out of that could correct some errors mm. i think the last the two last books that i read were um the ones of course i'm doing reviews on so sidekick mm-hmm. for uh, sidekick for hire and then uh wall breakers and wall breakers was man i i, I know you've seen it like <clears throat> i don't know if you've seen it aaron or Malachi, you may have seen it in the, in, the, in the folder and everything, but I looked at that book and I was starting off looking at it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, at first, you know, when you get the first glance, it was like um, the cover was colored, like, you know, like a monochrome muted type colors and everything, but it was pencil. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm looking at it. And as I flip the page, I'm like, hold on. Is this all pencil? You know, and I'm looking through it. And I'm like, wait, this dude didn't ink it. And me being an inker, like, I had noticed that right at the top. I was like, whoa, he didn't ink it. This is all pencils. And I'm looking at I'm looking at the detail, and the detail is immaculate. Like it's so beautiful. This book and it's all done in pencils. And then also me being a letterer, the next thing that I noticed, and I told Brett, I was like, Brett, you gotta go look at this book right now. This dude hand lettered the entire book. And I did. I, I looked at it. I pulled it up on my phone and I zoomed into the letters. I was yeah. like, holy shit. Yeah, I was like, I was like, is it me? And so that, right then and there, when I saw that. Like just the the reviewer in me, I was like, okay, there has to be a mistake somewhere. And I'm looking through this book, and I'm like, this dude handled this book. 
and didn't make mistakes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, are you serious? <laughs> and I mean, I know like a lot of people. Well, that's not a big, you know, hand letter was done way huge in the past, but then of course they moved it and changed it to the. Um, I forgot the film. It was like they started using another film when they would place over in the bubbles too. They started doing that when they moved away from hand letter. Of course, now everything's digital lettering. But just to see that, I was like, man, that was refreshing. That's probably one of the most beautiful books I think I've seen in a while. And that's putting my books up against it. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, but like, seriously, that's one of the most beautiful books I have seen in a while. If y'all get the chance, check out Walbury because I think it's supposed to be, it was on Com- Comixology, went up there last yeah, week, right? Started, yeah, last week. Uh, 99 cents, I think, is all it is to get it on Comicsology um, from Snowy Works as the publisher. Um, <laughs> and small tease, we got something super top secret and special in the works um, between mm-hmm. the Dispatch and Snowy Works. So yeah. look for news. Seeing that book, I was like, yep, got to step my game up. So after reading <laughs> that, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> if this is what the end world is going to. Oh, man. But like, like I say, I'll say it all the time. I think I say it every show. Like the indie world to me is like, we're, we're the future. Um, mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. seeing that, I was like, okay, the future is most definitely in good hands because mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of awesome creators out there. And I can tell that he, he really mm-hmm. took a, his time you know doing that yeah. but like obviously because hand lettering like that's that's well and that's the wild. writer artist of all that on instagram is at simpler boulder i think um if i'm remembering correctly so check him out he it's published through snowy works so <laughs> first what you got for us man well what i'm currently reading right now of course it's an independent comic through image I don't know if y'all ever heard of um, it's by John Lehman. I don't know if y'all can see that. It's called Chew. Oh yeah, okay. I've heard oh, it. Yeah, it's actually a very, very good book. It's crazy because it's about three siblings. Um, the older brother, he's a detective, and you have the the two twin sisters, and they have some type of psychic abilities where when they eat certain things, they can tell you exactly what happened to it. So imagine eating a piece of chicken and actually see how the chicken was slaughtered oh so that I makes never, <laughs> so I have to stop sense. eating baby i mean that yeah. would just so, I couldn't do it anymore it was crazy so he was he he would eat the piece of chicken you see what actually happened how it actually died who killed it what the chicken saw and he can't eat it but so what he actually did he would actually go to the crime scenes like if someone was shot he would chew on the body and he could yeah. tell you exactly how the person died and who <laughs> wow weird kind of funky that is, that's, yeah that's, that's creative it is it's really but yeah i really do like it and his sister who's a criminal of course mm-hmm. how she, her her psychic ability is when she eats something either with you or either near it like like if you make like the building that you're going to have her break into if you fix the food and you shape it in the building, she can eat it and tell you all the different exits, where you can go, where you can hide the cameras and stuff like that. Or if she's sitting next to you and she orders exactly what you order, she can eat with you and find out all of your secrets, everything about you, what what other people don't know, which I think that's a that's an amazing ability. That's a good ability to have on the first date. Yeah, like, it is. <laughs> is this person gonna kill you? Yeah, don't, don't date them. No blind date. No, no second date. Sorry. And and her twin sister is pretty much she can eat with her sister, or either eat with someone, and she can see what happened. 
and she can tell that something's wrong. So it's a good ability. So it's I'm so on. If the brother three. eats the two sisters, he gets all the abilities. Is that how that happens, or is that only happen available in Alabama? I don't understand. Oh, sounds like I a hero's plot. It, <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like a hero's plot. <laughs> You're right. I'm hoping he does it, but but yeah, but it's. I don't think he know. He won't take on their abilities. That's his own ability. But okay. they do have a. Okay. They do have an unofficial trailer on YouTube hmm. of it. So I'm hoping it's going to become a a series or something like that. Yeah, and it's, to check it out. So nice chew. title chew. Yeah. <laughs> now there's two versions of it. There's Chu C H U, which is their last name. There's Chu C H E W, which is actual Chu. Uh, and if they eat, they can't tell what happened. Well, he eats beets a lot, so he can't see it when he eats. So imagine showing on a piece of rib and seeing what actually how that cow was slaughtered. Yeah, it's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> be Malachi, what do you got? Something a little less um, graphic. <laughs> Um, so right now I'm about to start reading the um the book from Black Sands with the indie comic book. Oh that. yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna start that, but you know I'm a huge uh, Marvel fan. So um, earlier today I was reading the latest chapters to the X Men's X of Swords, mm-hmm. and um. It was X-Men number 14 and Marauders number 14, I believe. And, um, you know, many of you guys probably don't know, probably Brett, Arlene, Brett and Brian know, but I'm a huge Storm fan. So the, uh, the cover to Marauders number 14, it shows her doing a dance with death, literally. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been reading that. And I'm also on my spare time, I'm just getting my, uh, my manuscript ready for my sequel. To the novel that I wrote a couple years ago. So trying nice. to take it easy. Um, you know, today has been very taxing and draining and annoying and all those good things. So yeah, I'm trying to just find little things to keep me from going insane. I hear you. I hear you. Oh, I understand. <laughs> Aaron, there, what you got is, for us? I'm sorry, was there something going on? I'm just, no, no, it's just okay, okay. slow news cycle day. Yeah. Uh, really. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Same, same stuff, different thing. Yeah. Just Michigan yeah. being sued for no apparent reason. That's true. <laughs> Don't worry, it's not going to be the only lawsuit. Oh, I no. Um, yeah, yeah, so on, on Chew, uh, that did get optioned for television. Um, oh, yes. the, the artist, uh, and it's actually the, so CHU is a spinoff of the mm-hmm. CHEU. Um, but the guy that was on the CHEU one, uh, Rob Gilroy, he also mm-hmm. does that book through Image called Farmhand. I don't know if you guys oh, have ever read that. That's I've really, that. really. I've heard of if it. you like Chew, then you'll love Farmhand because it's the same feel. Um, no, it's about a dude that uh, he decides to move back to his um, his family farm, um, and the guy that runs it, which is I think it's a grandfather. I haven't read it in a while. Um, he he has this farm, but it's body parts. Like that's what he farms. But it's like an actual farm, so wow. it's it's pretty yeah it's intense it's cool though, um, but that one's still going I think or it might be wrapping up soon. But Rob Gilroy's the guy that he was part of Chew, but he also does this book. Um, I've been reading. I'm a recent convert to the uh, the Milky family, uh, so I just just read through that this past weekend because I'm super Milky. behind on stuff. 
that is a fantastic story. Isn't um, it? Yeah, it, it, being in the creative realm, it's nice to see people formulate a story, especially when it's a short run, and it mm -hmm. still feels like it got the whole story across. Mm -hmm. that's, um, the only, that's the only complaint I think I had with Milky was that it was a short run. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. just said that to Matt uh, yesterday. I was like, dude, that's the only thing I'm missing is I feel like it could have been a little bit longer. Um, but, you know, it's indie comics. Yeah. Got to pay for this. We, we do what we can. That's right. <laughs> um, so that and uh, Black Jackets 1 and 2 is still, mm, I, oh, yeah. I've read back yeah, through yeah. it a couple of times. Um, he's been posting some stuff for issue three coming up. So I'm pretty pumped to jump back into that world. He's doing some cool stuff, too. Really nice yeah. guy, too. Yeah. yeah. Brian, you got anything for us? Um, I've been reading a couple, but I've been, you know, kind of caught up, I guess I could say, um, mm -hmm. I'm really into, well, I really want to see what Mike uh, Hero Studios does with their newest Kickstarter for, uh, The Unthinkables, um, because their books are really, really great, so I read back through Super in the last couple of days, um, which is a pretty good series that unfortunately probably cut short and, and over at this point, um, mm -hmm. And um, I just finished Tolasha, uh, mm -hmm. the stars one and two, because I realized I had number two when I read it. And I kind of didn't understand what was going on because I thought it was number <laughs> one and it wasn't. And uh, so I had to go back and uh, backtrack. And that's a, you know, that's a series with a lot of promise. So, um, you know, hopefully we continue to see issues and some work from them. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I recently read somebody sent in for a review. Um, God, my name's going completely blank of them, and I had it just until I was going to say his name. Um, but the title of the book is Some Strange Disturbances, and they have um, two volumes out now and a third volume just funded about, and the third volume is about Christmas ghost stories. Um, but it's set in Victorian England, um, and it's fantastic, <laughs> especially with inclusion and representation and some of the stuff that victorian england wasn't very good on um it calls it out and it um it, it just is amazing and at first i was like well you know the the art in it is kind of it's okay and then at the end they show these clippings of victorian illustrations from the newspapers and it's illustrated like a freaking victorian newspaper they took yeah, that cool. illustration style. Yeah, it was so freaking cool. And they interweaved um, real events through it. And it's about a, a guy who has uh, paranormal abilities. He can kind of see the dead. And it's never really explained to what extent, but he, he can sense them at least. He can see them sometimes. Um, and him kind of sort of solving a mystery around a, uh, uh, a wealthy person's um, um, son. Um, so it is really good um, if you guys you want to check it out i definitely want to get volumes two i was bummed i had just i read it and then i missed that volume three of the christmas ghost stories being funded on mm. kickstarter so now i'm gonna to have to wait till they release it to buy it so <sighs> first not to pick on you but but you brought up something and that i've been meaning to actually do a video about for a while i don't consider image indie and I'll, i feel like once you're um once you're um a multi-million dollar publishing house you're no longer indie. So, um, what do, what do you guys think about that? Because I've been meaning to do a video on this for a while, and it's perfect timing. I'm not picking on you, I promise. Well, excuse. <laughs> a lot of people consider it indie, and so I get it because because they're they're public, they're um, creator-owned comics. 
Um, yeah. And I'm so a lot of people still consider that independent. I kind of somebody, feel the same. Somebody same. actually, somebody actually asked a question on my on my Twitter, and it said, "What would you do if Marvel and DC went bankrupt?" So my mm. answer was, "I would just do what I've been doing: go straight into independent yeah. comics." Because yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, it's um, it just seems like to me like Marvel and DC it, they they love repeating themselves mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And they love, you know, I have never seen so many variants in my life. It's like, how many variants do you have of one book? Especially the Joker War, you have like three or four variants. I'm like, okay, I just want the book with the first appearance and just leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, I don't. You said three or four. I think that one had like 16 different variant covers. It really did. Certain certain retail exclusive variant covers. And that's just one was like $3.99. The other one was like $40. I'm like, it's just a blank cover with the person standing there. Are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. I was upsetting. It kind of saturated everything with all the variants. And like you were saying, like the one that was $40 is like, you got 16 variants. Why are you selling one for four? Like if it was one variant and you had, you know, you know, because I know they usually get what hundreds of thousands of copies printed, probably millions yeah. of copies printed. But like, like, they've they've moved away from the idea of variant, you know, and so they have these variants, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna get as many variants as we get normal copies printed." Yeah. Like, no, that's 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 not a variant because like variants work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like it's even for me. Like when I do my variants, like I I keep it to where it's at least three. That's it. But I have a for my Temple High book, I have a themed variant that's based off of like a. Uh, uh, say by the bell. There's only 25 of those. Yeah, I'm not a big person, but there's only 25, and that's even when I get buried, that's how I'm gonna keep it because that's how it used to be with bar- variants. You know, yeah. they come out with variants, and you're like, well, How many are these? Oh, there's only a hundred. You're scrambling to get them, and then someone has it. Hey, I got it, and then that's what brought the value up in variants and yeah. stuff like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, they saturated the market with variants, so it's like most people are getting tired of them. I think yeah. I-, I bought a variant for a uh, I think it was Justice League Dark. And it had Wonder Woman on it. It looked really cool. So I was just like, oh, I get that variant. But that was like the last variant I bought willingly from DC or Marvel. I probably bought a variant accidentally because they have so many of them out there. But that was the last one I bought willingly from them. But um, yeah, they're doing too much with the variant stuff. Like they're, they are. And what is the deal? What is the deal with the same cover, one with the title and one without the title? I'm like, yeah, like even with that, like. Because what they're doing is like those are the virgin variants. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna do a virgin variant, do a different variant. <laughs> yeah, a different cover. Don't do the same cover and just take the title off and then exactly. add fifty more dollars to it. Exactly. No. But it's like it's like with everything. It's like um. Even though there goes that idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that brings up an interesting question for me. How do you guys feel about variant covers in indie comics? Like, does it really matter? Indie comics are so small. Does it even matter if it's cool? Yeah, I mean, it depends on it. It depends on the cover because I've purchased comic books just because I love the cover. Exactly, and uh, it's like yeah, never like, read it, but I love the cover. Yep, yeah. like, moderation though. I mean, you can't have like you know an excessive amount of variant covers. Mm-hmm. It's boring. Mm-hmm. Yep, right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. There's one Kickstarter. I can't even remember which one it back recently. Probably something from Catalyst Comic Studios. Um, no, I'm just joking. Yes. <laughs> but on the it wasn't it wasn't you guys. But on the reward tiers, there was like six different variants, and I'm just oh, like, no. not us. How? <laughs> I don't. I don't even know this artist. You know, like I don't care. 
Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's too much. Like even for stars. Yeah. Like when I did stars, I had the main cover, the cosplay variant, and then the mm-hmm. merger variant. And that's it. And at one point I used to do sketch covers because there's a individual here who um who's a sketch cover artist. Like he he just buys sketch covers to draw on them and then resell and stuff like that. So I was doing them for that. But I even stopped adding those to the Kickstarter because they weren't really no one really wanted them. So that's how I do. I do the main cover, uh, Virgin variant, and then I might just do either a, th- a themed variant, and, th- and that's it. Like, because like you said, we're we're indie. Not too many people know who we are, but when they go and see that stuff, they're like, "Oh, cool, he has a variant." You know, as long as it's not six, because <laughs> then they get confused and <laughs> they're like, "I don't know which one I want." <laughs> you know, or yeah. I'm just gonna walk away from this. You know, so especially if you're not know, because you know, I have a yeah. friend. The one who does who does Miskatonic High, I think he usually has about three or four variants, but he's mm-hmm. known and people want his books, so yeah. he can get away with that easily. You know, there people like I even went in there and I bought like three three copies of the same issue because I wanted all the covers. <laughs> so, it I mean, still aggravates me though. I don't yeah. care. I don't know. It just bothers me. Um, <laughs> uh, we did we did a a variant edition of our book for Welcome to Everville. We did an actual like. It was black, white, and red interior, and the cover was different. And then we hand splattered it with paint, so it made it a little bit specialer for people. Um, and that one is selling; it sold better at a show without the splatter than uh, than our regular books. Basically, the the little show we did at a comic shop, every single person that bought Welcome to Everville bought that black, white, and red variant. And so we were like, oh my god, we didn't have to color this book in the first place. We could have just done this the whole time and save some money on coloring. Yeah, but that goes back to your question, Brett, is image of indie comics. (laughs) Are they indie comics? And everything we all mention here is is, uh, mistakes we made, things we've learned from, you know, to me, that's the ideal of indie because we're all going to make mistakes. Once you get past that point and you're no longer making mistakes and you're driving things home, you're considered one of the big three, you're not indie anymore. (laughs) You're not. But even if I get to the point where I'm, if I'm there or Catalyst gets to the point where they replace DC, you know, we're not not indie anymore. Please. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want that because then I'm going to have to put out 40 variants for a comic issue just to keep my business afloat. Exactly. So many agendas for business meetings you're going to have to have. <laughs> with no name on top of it. you got to have one with the title one without right. the title without, right. you, you don't know you don't know what if, if that's venom 27 or 28 or 30 yeah it's, it it's, it's a virgin now <laughs> now don't get me wrong i love image image puts out great stories because they yes, don't they do. um mm-hmm. confine and restrict their their creators and so yeah. i think that's why a lot of people consider them independent because the creators are kind of independent in that they get to do what they want to do but they're multi-million dollar publishing house. Yeah. I, I do what I if, do consider them indie because of the creators, but I consider them different than what we are, which is small yeah. press publishers. Yeah. Um, good point. Good point. I'm trying to I'm trying to start driving that distinction because people I, I know perception's finally changing, but when you tell people you're an indie comics creator now, if they're not already in this little realm and in this world, then they think, oh, so you're just trying to be like the big nah man, we're a small press publisher putting out great content so go check out our books like it just sounds better <laughs> yeah and you know where that's already kind of caught on is in the uk to, to be yes. referred to as small press publishers versus indie comics um yep. i noticed that with some of my other interviews from across the pond hello trap 
Sorry. I'm Sorry. sorry, UK people. I'm really sorry. That was bad. That was really bad. <laughs> Ryan's always telling me the truth. He hasn't said a word, and they got to tell me I did a worse accent ever. Thanks, Brian. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Brian. Brian's here. I know Brian's answer, but he can answer anyway. Um, what are some of the um, Kickstarters you are most looking forward to right now? What, me? Brian, say Nightfall. Yeah, say Nightfall. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, this is a great one. I can't give the from answer. Comics right now. <laughs> it's a small fact here crossover. Um, no, um, I think we're going to hit like a little bit of a lull, but I think we had a lot of great ones that just happened. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you had Crescent City Monsters. You had uh, Isnana. You had uh, Stronghold. Um, um, Ultimus. Um, geez, uh, Titan. The Ultraman from Advent Comics, The Unthinkables again from um, Amadeus like Studios. Um, uh, God, there's so Matthew Jones just did Voice again. Uh, there are a ton that just happened in like the last two months, and and it might slow down, it might not in um, in, in November going into December, you know, because the holiday season. But there have been honestly a ton, a ton of great ones. Um, uh, oh, oh, um, Ar- Ar- I think it's Ara. This I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it, but it's from a subsuming media, and it's like an interactive sci-fi comic video game. I just uh, played for it today. I'm really excited to see what they do because it should open up some new avenues for everyone um, in terms of interactivity. It's awesome. What about you guys? What kickstarters are you looking forward to? I'm I'm looking forward to getting some stuff in yeah. from yeah, Kickstarter the back. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> the, the last month was stacked. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> um I I know uh, like Cthulhu Invades Oz is one I'm looking forward to just oh, yes. I did yes. pledge to that. Yeah, man. That's that's a, a bunch of good people that we get to hang out with and talk to a lot. So I look forward to seeing what they're doing. Um I know he has a pretty big announcement. That I might have something to do with after they fund is all I'm saying. Um, so there's that. Uh, there was another one I just backed. I don't remember what it is anymore. Dang, I back too much, man. It's getting crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Trust me, I know. <laughs> like I have, I have a lot. I backed a lot. So many indie comics. That's where it's at now. Like I. I've just been reading a lot of different indie creators and stuff because same here. Man. See all the different ideas and see all the different creativity and everything like that. But I don't know for me there's a Kickstarter coming out next month. Uh Beautiful Soldiers. I'm looking forward to that. Because yeah. I'm not a creator, so I'm looking forward to that book. Um and also, she just opened a comic shop too yeah. in uh, Montgomery. Yep, in Montgomery, Alabama. She yeah. just opened October thirty first was opening for uh, Comics and Geeks in Montgomery, yeah. Alabama. Just opened up. Did well too from what she was telling me. So yeah. that's good. That's great. Yeah. Um also uh Looking forward to uh, doing the Cypher Team as you want eventually here, here in a little bit. And yeah, that's going to be fun. Can't wait to get my 50 variants on that one. <laughs> I'm not going to do that many variants, I promise. <laughs> so I'm going to write maybe one or two. Maybe, maybe probably just two this time, honestly. It'll probably just be the main cover um, and a Virgin variant. It won't be the same. I promise it won't be the same first. The, the Virgin variant won't be the same. I won't remove Cypher Team and just sell it. Like I won't do that. I promise. <laughs> I believe it when I see it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm looking forward to Thomas River coming out from Brian Stelfreeze and Doug Wagner. Um, that recently successfully oh, yeah. funded. Um, that looks awesome. Um, um, Seer Nova Comics said uh, Belial. Uh, I'm probably saying that wrong. Belial? Belial. 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 We'll go with that. Um, Essence House and I can never say the Invades Oz one either. Chithula. Chithula. Cthulhu. I can't do it. Right. <laughs> there are certain words that my mouth just doesn't make. Just say octopus um, guy invades Oz. Octopus <laughs> guy invades Oz. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that's Greg from Sierra Nova um, up there posting. Um, advanced genetics. Freaking I'm Greg. freaking Greg. <laughs> I'm two two episodes of broadcast in a row where we got uh, freaking Greg in there. Um <laughs> Advanced, advanced genetics. Um, this little um, one called Stars Tilt Three. Um, God, I I I back way too much, guys. I'm looking forward to way too many projects. Yeah, that's the cool <laughs> part about indies, though. Yeah, like, it is. I don't think you'll ever get tired. No, no, because you know, no. there's a, there's a, there's a there's a different genres. Title for everyone. You go from kitty to dark as hell and back. Yeah. You know, so I mean. Well, my, my four that are ending the soonest goes from Early Haunts, which is a ghost uh, an anthology of ghost stories, um, One Nation <clears throat> Old, Nomad by Ryan Tavares, to Nightfall. I mean, it's just like we're all over the place right there in genres. Yeah. Yeah. Digital Fools after that, which is a, a techno thriller. I mean, it's yep. just crazy. Um, and I think I got my copy. I got to read it. I'm going to sit down one day and drink a beer and read it. Trying to get beer on it, but <laughs> yeah, the unicorn vampire hunter. Oh yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Caleb. Oh, yeah. Uh, Caleb. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. That looks uh, fun. What is, What is it called again? Unicorn uh, vampire slayer or something? A uh, vampire hunter. Vampire. It's cute. It's, it's different. Really? Yeah, it's different. But um, you know, I definitely want to see that, and I also, I'm looking forward to seeing. Titan, the Ultraman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah, yeah from uh, Advent. Is that Advent comic? Yeah, that's Advent. Yeah. 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 Really, really nice. And um, Tony Cottrell, he, you know, he's a great guy. So mm -hmm. I look forward to seeing what he has in store for us. Yeah, he has a plethora of titles, too. He has a lot. Oh, yeah. He's doing big things over in Advent. Yeah, he does. He he he, or he is. Um, I got what was the last one they put out? Um, it's kind of got a Punisher vibe to it. My mind's gone completely blank. Anyway, <laughs> it was good though. It was good. Just just believe me. Hey, we're over halfway through the show right now. If you're on uh, Instagram, our timer runs out at um at fifty nine minutes fifty nine seconds. So you may want to switch to YouTube or Facebook um, or Twitter. We're on Twitter too. Um, um, just there's a lot of election shit going on on Twitter. Sorry, what's so you Twitter? Wanna... <laughs> uh, How about you just join us everywhere. elsewhere? Exactly. That's the place <laughs> you do not wander into. Not alone. Yeah. I'm going to Twitter. Twitter alone. is a hellhole of opinions. <laughs> Um, you will never make it to this broadcast on Twitter. You just, it's oh, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
not to go to Twitter. <laughs> so this is the point in the show where I love to show the Black Indie Comics distro ad. So we're going to show that right now because we are big supporters of the Black Indie Comics distro. Um, if you are a creator, contact them. They're kind of full right now, I think, on creators, but they're always looking for the next great thing. If you're an online comic shop, if you're in brick-and-mortar comic shop, contact them. They will send you indie comics created by black and people of color. Here we go. Here's their ad. Dick, we just wanted to bring the vibe of like an indie comic convention to the retailers. For you out there right now, those of you who always are coming to conventions and saying, can you find your comics on the web? Well, now you can at dickdistro.com. Like the creativity and the art and the writing is comparable to mainstream comics and in some instances even superior. You know who's not featured in the Big Distro? John Romita Jr. Uh. (laughs) I'm telling you, one day you're going to get emails. Like the entire team. I'm hoping it's a. I'm hoping it's not an email. I'm hoping it's a cease and desist letter, to that's, be honest. That's probably what it's going to be. <laughs> cease and desist. Let him try. He's going to come see your door and knock. You've been served. I got like, seven kids. He's not getting anything out of me. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, Big Distro, check them out. Um, they are fantastic, um, especially. Um, and I also wanted to give a shout out to Encased Comics. Encased Comics mm-hmm. is an online comic shop. Um, it has a lot of. Um, slapped comics um but a growing selection of indie comics um he's been uh uh backing a lot of retail tiers on on um kickstarter and a great guy cart for indie comics and so um check them out too if you haven't yet encasedcomics.com i believe is the url um so what have we read recently that mm, doesn't stack up you don't have to call anybody out if it's bad um we are all about the positivity on indie comics dispatch but you know we're also a review site so it's okay to be honest sometimes i'll just say i'm a reviewer go to the website but the person that i did review that book um that book has hella potential that story right hella potential and and I'm not going to mention any names, but you 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 gave a 2.5 star review, which is actually the lowest review we'll we'll publish. If we're, yeah. our review is going to be lower than that, we don't publish it. Um, yeah. So 2.5 is pretty just like it's all right. Yeah, nah. right. it's got a lot of it's got potential, but it's got some problems. Yeah. Um, one, but but that person responded who you reviewed responded beautifully. Yes. Thank you for yeah. the feedback. Yes, they did, and I, and I appreciated that. You know because. Um, <clears throat> I, and it's, I did kind of feel bad about it, you know, looking at it. But like I said, the, for me, the story and the premise and the direction they were going, I loved it. You know, I was like, okay, this has incredible potential. But they had to grow in certain areas, you know, like um, things that we all learn in the indie comic, you know, community and stuff like that. As far as if you can't draw, get an artist, you know, <laughs> you know, if you can't ink, get an inker, you know, if you can't color, get a colorist. If, if you're not that good with editing, get a professional editor. Same thing with lettering, you know, just to help grow your stock that much more, you know. And those were pointers that I did give them. And, and yeah, they were appreciative of it. Um, so I, f- I felt better when they came back and was like, wow, thank you for that. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, they, they were mad, you know. Yeah. 
in in probably the way that I, I wrote it for them too. But like like I said, when I was reading the story, I was like, man, the story has potential. And that was one thing I told them. It too. I was like, don't let this review stop you. Keep yeah. going forward because this story has amazing potential and it could be something great. You know, so they took that and I'm ready to see the next issue. I want to see what they do. Yeah. You know, they grow from it. So. And I will say, starting soon, once we get a few more reviews of now that the election's done, I can start posting some more reviews. I'm, I, my brain and emotions have just been engulfed. Um, and so we haven't had a ton of reviews this past week, and that's my fault. Um, but I was also without power for like 36 hours because of tropical storm Zeta. I know, right? I mean, I did have a phone. I did have a phone. Should have paid um, man. <laughs> Um, I reviewed one recently also on the site. Um, so I, I don't think I finished that thought. Uh, soon on the site, you'll be able to sort by rating on the site to see oh, cool. their top rated comics and the, the lowest rated comics, if you will. Um, but I reviewed one that I'm not going to mention anything about plot or anything. You can go to the site, search through for lower rated comics. And the reception of our review was not so great. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even though even mm-hmm. though 2.5 is at like right average like yeah. you got some issues you got some potential um this person was really thinking their book was a five star and it is just far from a five star yeah. and that's far. one thing I, that's one thing i tell i want to say too like um to indie creators out there because i've had a couple of my books create uh you know and i'm pretty sure all of us who create comics have had our books you know reviewed and I always go in. I have not reviewed it. her yet, but yeah, I will. We got to get that one up there. We got to get her <laughs> up there. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I always go in there, open my like, oh, my God, they're going to destroy this book. <laughs> That's how I always go in with that mindset. I never go in mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is going to be the best thing on their website. Like, come on. Like, most of these reviewers, a lot of us grew up with comics. We know how to break down comics. We're probably comic creators ourselves, so we see different things. And I think that's what a lot of people do. And I think that's the reason why you probably got the reception you got from it. Because yeah. they thought they had the best thing since sliced bread. And even I went back and looked at mm-hmm. it. And I was like, well, you're nicer than I I would have been. So, I mean. <laughs> but, right? You know, so, I mean, I, I think I'm going to get that <laughs> reputation of being the mean guy. <laughs> the, like, don't let tear. Don't let tear review it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I'm not. Like, I, I just love good stories. And that's that's my biggest drive is story. Mm-hmm. And you, you all know when you see mechanics up there, I was the one that suggested that part because a lot yep. of indie comics, we, we fell in the mechanics part. We're just mm-hmm. like, let's get the book out there. And we fell in that mechanics part. And that's, if we're going to be that next step and be better than you know the ones that we're going against, we definitely got to make sure we have the mechanics. We definitely got to make sure our story is hitting pitch for pitch. We got to make sure that if we put a fight scene in there, it's not just to say, wow, look at the guy use his powers. You know, it's a point it's a reason it's there for a reason you know and and i think that's where a lot of things fell but you know that's the thing about it. well small press yeah we're pushing the small press now right small press dispatch press. now that's, yeah that's right the thing with small press you know like we gotta um <laughs> it's all about growth man we're gonna make mistakes that's gonna happen i just yeah. think that is weird whenever people who are in small press and they make a mistake and then they get the review and they're like, what? This is better than X-Men number one. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. 
No, okay. it's not. <laughs> and that's why I'm actually really proud of our, our rating system that we came up with as a team, as a team, um, and about how how it really balances out rating. Because too often, I, I look at a lot of other indie comics review websites because they're competition. And um, they'll either be like, no, this, this is, is all one big happy family. One big happy family, yes. Sir, no one's at odds with each other. I want to be the king of this happy family. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> no. Um, but but there are some really good ones out there that I do consider family, and there are other ones that I think, you know, you're just being mean or you're just not giving an honest review. There, there are so many that are just giving one stars just to be a dick, I think, yeah. and then a lot that are just glossing over books that have real issues. Um, yeah. Because I, I know for me, one of my biggest pet peeves, and I know, like I said, all of us are creators, and I, you probably have the same pet peeve, but I always hate it when someone will read something and they're like, oh, it sucked. Well, why did it suck? Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. just sucked. But why mm-hmm. did it suck? You know, so that's one of the things that I, I wanted to bring to me reviewing comics is I didn't want to be that guy giving it a low rating and not telling you. Yeah. Like, my, my low ratings are probably going to be that much more, you know, descriptive as far as this is what you should have did, but this is what you did instead. You know, the lowest ratings are probably going to have the most writing. Because like my five star that I did, it didn't have that much writing. Not compared to the two point five. The two point five was like page. Yeah, it was a lot longer. It was long yeah. because I wanted yeah. them to see like, hey, this is what I was looking at. This is what I saw. This is what you can do. Here's my suggestion. Not saying you have to do that this way. You know, do it this way. Um, and, and let's see. Let's see what goes next. You know. So often in indie comics, what I see the biggest failing as, and I'm so lucky to have on the show, Tyr and Aaron and Malachi um, as a representative of Wingless Comics, um, because the biggest fault I see, I I said Aaron, I think I did, did I meant to. Oh, I'm sorry. What? (laughs) Uh, You three um, are great representatives to have on the show, because too often I see um, dialogue as the biggest mm-hmm. downfall within indie comics is stale. It's forced. It doesn't, doesn't come across right. Um, but everything that you guys, you three actually put out is really good. Sorry, <laughs> You're laughing here. I just, no, you just, when you said that a book popped into my mind, it's something it, I had read recently. That I, was, is, is it, um, was it? Cause I know one book that helped me. Like there's I'm two not things that helped gonna me. Gonna call it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you're talking about a comic. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah one that, well, one that like, didn't uh, do well. Oh, okay. And, I thought you it was about, uh, it was by someone that's published a lot. Oh, and what I hate is is like in in a comic book, especially in issue ones in indie comics, a character receives great cosmic power or or their origin story, and their response is, "Oh, this is really cool." <laughs> like, <laughs> no, that sounds so familiar. Where have I seen that? <laughs> yeah. ah. Oh, I think um, but yeah, yeah, but and it's not just in one comic, Malachi. I know which one came to Malachi's head, yeah. um, but there's lots that that yeah. happens in where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is really nice. Yeah. I understand now. I can use my powers to the full. I know what I must do. I'm gonna be yeah. the villain that's been a villain for forty years. How? <laughs> just like in stars, my my mm-hmm. team stars, they got their asses whooped by the villain. Why? Because she's been a villain. For almost a decade, they just started their hero team. So she's dragging the floor with them. Like literally, actually, I'm not going to say, I don't want to give any spoilers, but literally they had to get help <laughs> because they were getting like an issue. Mm-hmm. They're getting their asses. Well, they had to get help. 
and they had to get help from in, from heroes who have been heroing for over a decade because they mm-hmm. didn't know what to do, you know, and, and that's okay. Like, I think a lot of people, uh, just like I tell, because it's not just me, like I had, do have a team of individuals and I tell them all the time, like, when you start your character off as this mega badass, that's when you run into problems. That's the reason why a lot of art, a lot of writers have issues writing Superman because Superman was this, he's gotten to the point where he's this mega badass and everybody's like, well, what, what can I do with this? If I put him against someone, you know, he, he's going to win all the time. So what can I, what can I do with this? You know? And it's like, you got to have them grow. And I think that's one of the reasons why um, manga does so well because they'll have their protagonist get murdered 75 times before they become, I don't know if any of you ever read bleach or saw the anime bleach, No. but Ichigo got killed like 48 times. (laughs) Before he got to the point where he was at, where he was over like, the course of four thousand pages, exactly. Before he, before he got to the point where he was this mega badass, like everybody murked him. Everybody, he got everybody was killing him, and he finally became this mega badass, you know. But in American comics, it's like struck by lightning. I'm gonna beat everybody right. up now, and it's like no. And, and then in indie comics, it takes that and it amplifies it, like struck yeah. by lightning. Now I must take on the person who murdered my parents. Mm-hmm. No, man. Chill right. out. I can't, <laughs> I can't do that. Can't do that. First, I don't know. get a low mechanics, uh, low um, mm-hmm. mechanics way for me because I'm gonna look at him like, oh, oh, so they just got their powers and now they're beating villains who have been there forever. Oh, nope. Mm-hmm. Oh. First, digging into <laughs> some of those um, indie comics for the reviews that you've written. What are some of the common problems that you see in? Um, some of these indie comics. Again, not calling anybody out, but you know, we all if when we all learn, we all do better. Dialogue. Yeah. Dialogue is, <laughs> another dialogue is yeah. the one that pulls me out of a comic quicker than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've read some just... So, again, some of these books I'll read from people that... I, I guess you'd call them established. They've been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, if I were to mm-hmm. say their name, you'd know who I'm talking about. And <laughs> and I'll read it, and I'm like, dude, did you say this out loud before you wrote it on paper? Because it helps a lot. It's funny you say that because I actually am um, starting this thing called, um, you know, pretty much giving tips for dialogue writing. And my first one, tip one, is exactly that. Read it out loud. Yeah, make a conversation. What I do, yeah. Which is what I do for all my reviews before I send them in. Yep. I read them out loud. Mm-hmm. And I also put it through Grammarly. Yep. And after, yes, before, even after Grammarly, which I read it out loud website. again. Yeah, yeah. There is yeah. a website. It's an app on my computer. But... The main right. there's one comic that I've read so far that I kind of gave like a low score. I'm not gonna mention the name, but it's just kind of it started off okay, and then it just went into them coming back together, starting the team again, fighting their own selves, and then all of a sudden this swan just came out of nowhere. Kill the like swan, <laughs> and then the swan was actually their leader. I'm just like, huh? Mm-hmm. But I was still, I still managed to read through it and find. Okay, I understand this. I think that's why, mm-hmm. if you read my reviews, it's like really understood the reviews because I actually take time and read the review and try to be on the writer's perspective mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the artist, and to kind of say, okay, I see where they were going with yeah, this so i understand that so i try to do that now i have yet to have a comment from the the review pile that was like okay no i'm not even gonna do this i haven't had one <laughs> I'm, and i think that's why i'm that one. way yeah 
I'm that way. I'm the type of person. If it's not good, I'm just playing. I tell you, this is crap. Sorry, mm-hmm. but here so too, do this one. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just like, uh, yeah, I'm still waiting for that one. Um, for you to send me, Brett, that you said that um you were reading, and uh, yeah, I'll have to message you directly directly with that. Yeah, I'll like share it with you because it is. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Like, I, there is one, and uh, I wrote a review on issue one for, it, and then the, the artist, and it was okay. Like, it left me like, uh-huh. hmm, what could happen next? And then issue two came, and it was just like, what the hell is happening? Like, yeah. I don't know. Is there a plot? Like, is this just one bad acid trip? Yeah, I don't yeah. understand. That's. I think that's another thing too. Other than dialogue, bad mechanics. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of indie creators want to go galactic mm-hmm. universal yeah. in their first issue yeah issue one yeah yeah you yeah. can't do that you have nope. to build up to that like marvel can. is that like marvel has so many you know individual issues the individual titles before they introduce their multiverse they introduce you know mm-hmm. their other areas same thing with dc you know flash mm-hmm. was the first one to introduce that and that was like what i forget what number of flash that was but you know it was when he met um the other flash, which names is escaping me right now. Which one was it? Sixty-four. I think the year was nineteen sixty-four. But nineteen sixty-four. Issue. No, I mean it was like when he finally met the other flash. You know, where they were both running. You know, on the cover they had them both running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Jay yeah, so Garrick met. Um, Jay Garrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His name was escaping me. I don't know why. <laughs> but like that was the first time they introduced multiverses and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But they used. They had a. They had a conduit for it. They didn't just. Yeah. Do it, you know. And I have multiverses, and people have asked, they're like, "Do you have multiverses?" I'm like, "Yes." I'm like, "But I'm not introducing it now. I'm not going to do a universal threat now." I'm like, "All of the threats are going to be contained to Earth, or contained to their cities, or contained to their wherever they're at, you know." Because mm-hmm. going that big, you don't give yourself enough time to. And how do you go back it. from that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and that's one of the biggest that? things that you see in DC and Marvel is mm-hmm. when they when you go galactic and you have this threat that's not from our world that's just so intense that you need every member that's ever been in comics before to fight it. How do you go back from that? Oh, well, you just reboot it. Exactly. Yep. And that's how it happens with the even, even with Marvel. You ignore it. What's that? Yeah. Like DC and Milestone did that huge crossover. At the, I mean, I thought it was huge. I don't know if it was really huge. But that big crossover late 90s. And then DC just ignored it like it never happened afterwards. Right. Exactly. And that's the cool part about being indie is we can... We can ignore whatever yeah. we want. Yeah, we can yeah. ignore whatever we want. We can make what happen, whatever we want. You know, we can do whatever we want. And that's we have more control. Now, so that's the part I don't I don't understand why people would jump there. It's like the issue one, and they have an earthbound hero. Like I can see if it's a space title, like how I have mm-hmm. a space title and he's in you know other side of the galaxy, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But like it's your first issue and you have like yeah. this universal galactic threat. I mean, unless it makes sense, like some people can do it and, and make it make sense, but no, a lot yeah. of it's an art to world building. You What's know? that? What, what do you say, Malachi? It's an art to world building. You yes. know, mm-hmm. brick by brick. Um, you just don't go big. Yeah. Off the bat, I mean, it, it looks silly. It looks like you're trying to prove something, mm-hmm. and you have you have more issues that you got to print out. So people yeah. um they forget that it's a skill that yeah. needs to be utilized. Yeah. It's completely like, agree. Uh, it's like how everybody was mad at DC because they said DC was chasing Marvel, and that's what I feel with some indies. I feel like they're chasing DC and Marvel to they get are. that multiverse. Or, or the the creators that are in indie and small press are just treating it as a stepping stone to get to them, 
and you can tell the difference in the writing. Yeah. You and I think um, somebody and I had a conversation, maybe several people and I, there, there are so many indie creators right now who are just in it to try to get a movie deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they're just writing books to get a movie deal. And you can tell their heart is not in it. Like if you'd rather write screenplays, just go write a screenplay. Like exactly. nobody's making you write a comic book. Exactly. But they're doing that because that's that's the thing now. Everybody, mm-hmm. want, everybody wants that next. It's where the money is. Franchise, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, so it's next. it's where you get these that mid range, that next range that's above small press, where you get like yeah. Scout Comics and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that group. That's the only way they make money now. Mm-hmm. Literally, yeah, the only be... way they make money is to sell those movie rights. Nope. Yeah, they yep. want to be that Nick Snyder is what they want to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or something. Yep. Yeah. Or, or Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Like they're looking for Netflix deals. They're looking for Hulu deals. Yeah. They're looking for. And it's like, bro, chill out. You got one comic book. Like, yeah, just, just keep it going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Aaron. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say that, oh. that just let the interest generate itself exactly. because then someone comes to you and it's a lot smoother of a transition than you trying to wedge yourself into something exactly. where mm-hmm. you're not ready for. Exactly. Yeah. Not to mention, like in, in the movie world, if someone's coming to you to turn your comic into a movie and you have one issue, you can cool believe they're going to pull the rug from under you and it's not yep. going to be, yeah. you know, yeah. most times they want, they want something like I, I yeah. used to write movie scripts and stuff like that and not, not sold or anything, but I learned about that industry. And that's the reason why, like I changed my degree because I used to have, I was going for my degree in media arts and animation. And then I changed the business because I was like, I don't want to get screwed over because it's cutthroat in the business world. It is cutthroat. If they're coming at you and you got one issue, they're about to take everything. I can promise you that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they want their best bet is to get about 70 issues, 80 issues, 100 issues, and then try to make a movie deal. Because then, right. like you said, you built that interest. People know you. So if someone yep. tries to pull the rug from under you, you're going to have a fighting chance. You know, yeah. like I've seen people who didn't even release a comic. They're like, oh, we got a movie deal. How? You didn't even like someone's about to take your stuff. I promise you. That's yep, yep. what's going to happen. The, all they did was they thought you had a decent plot and a decent yep. storyline. So they bought you out so that they can take mm-hmm. it and make it their own. Exactly. That, that, see, that that's our thing that we talk about a lot at, at Catalyst is there's a couple of properties we know that could be poised to do that kind of stuff. But if we write them, we want to get an, we want to get far enough in that if if it gets picked up by somebody and turned into any of those kind of properties and people want more of the story, they have to come back to us, not exactly continue through that storyline. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the best part of it. It's the, that's the smarter way of doing it. Or just 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 do the damn comics, man. Like, you're, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. For yeah. sure. Like, like I said earlier, if if it happened, it's because they would come to us. It's never going to be mm-hmm. us chasing yeah. people down first off yeah. i don't have the time to do it or the patience yeah because <laughs> they because is if you ever get to the point that you're in that stuff they drag their feet unlike anything mm-hmm. you've ever seen hollywood mm-hmm. drags yeah. their feet yep. and if there's years. no rush yeah and in most yeah. cases too like once they get that movie rights like you can't even create anything else after that mm-hmm. oh, wow. you know unless you know how to finagle your contract just like the walking dead um, exactly doing that long enough to where he understood how that stuff worked so yep, when they yep. started making the series he i guarantee you somewhere in his contract he was like hey i can still keep making comics from this and he put that in his contract most individuals aren't going to think to do that they're just gonna be like no. oh wow you want to make a movie okay go ahead yeah and sign, now they're like, sign oh, right away yep exactly yeah. you know and then they're making a movie and like oh i'll make another comment they're like hold on hold on you can't do that. We're about to make a movie. You mm-hmm. can't make a even DC was fighting with that amongst themselves when they were yep. like, you know, oh, 
you can't use this character on a, on on CW because we're going to use them in the movies and vice versa and yeah. stuff like that. Even they were fighting amongst each other and they yeah. and they know the game, you know. So imagine what it would be like for an indie person who does not know how that works and you're just trying to get that movie deal. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's wild. I think you just hit one of the other like mm-hmm. major falling points in, in indie comics and indie creators. Most of most of us. I'm going to say us just because it makes it sound more inclusive. Yeah. Uh, most of us are bad at business. Yeah. Um, you know, we just wanted to make comics. And then mm-hmm. you go to put one comic out all of a sudden you're like, Oh crap. Well now I have to fulfill this and I have to figure out how the money side of stuff works. And- <laughs> what do you mean taxes? Or I have to pay taxes on this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I said I switched my degree. Like, because I had one person ask me, like, so why did you switch from art? I was like, I wanted to understand how things work in the business world, so I could I wouldn't screw myself over. And I mm-hmm. had someone else ask me because they were actually they were younger, and they wanted to get in comics and they were thinking about going for art. And they asked me, they were like, so what do you think I should do? I was like, major in business. And they're like, really? I'm like, yes, major in business. I'm like, business development, business administration. Small business entrepreneurship. Find some business major. <laughs> you mean don't spend eighty thousand dollars on an art degree so that you can continue to draw the pictures that you are already drawing. That you're anyway? already doing. That you're already doing. And that's, honestly, it's funny you say that because that was my wake up call. Because I was sitting there, I was like, "Yeah, I'm majoring in art." But then I thought about, it, I'm like, "Wait a second, I'm teaching myself." Look, man, we we <laughs> you know, had this guy come to us at a at a con. I'm gonna call the school out too because I don't give a crap. Um, <laughs> we had a guy come to us at a con. It was a, a he's about nineteen twenty. Um, and he was his second or third year at SCAD in Georgia. Oh, my and, God. Uh, SCAD is so overpriced. Dude. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, you guys know. But it's just yeah. insane. Astronaut. I'm in Atlanta. Yeah, I know. So, this dude <laughs> comes up to, to Matt and I. This is Matt and I's second show. We don't know what the heck we're doing. We have, like, two books out. We, we still, to this day, we still don't, for the most part, don't know what we're doing. We're just trying to, we just try stuff, hope it works out. Um, this kid comes up to us and he's like, Hey man, we, you know, are you guys looking at publishing other people's stuff? And, and, uh, we get to talk to him and he told us to go over to the SCAD table if we get a a break. So we do, and we meet his teacher and they start showing us this kid's portfolio. And while Matt's looking at the kid's portfolio, which is good, it's a very like Scotty young styles, which, which has its place like middle West kind of feel. Um, I'm talking to the teacher who is uh, a writer that none of us have ever heard of because he's that good. Um, and he showed me the script that he gave this kid. And it was a one page Marvel style, just straight up. No, no paneling or anything. And so this kid's doing this dude's comic book for free while the kid's paying, you know, 80 grand or whatever it is for that degree that he's getting. And this kid is brainwashed to the point where he was like, you know, it's cool to be here because I'm learning stuff. And it's almost like I have like six or seven free editors. And we're like, dude, you're making this. This dude's going to turn around and sell this property out from under you. And you paid him. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. It's, it was insane to us. See, that's why it's important. That's the reason why I, some people come to me and ask questions. I try to help if I can, mm-hmm. or as much as I can. Because it's, it's cutthroat, man. Like, like yeah. it really is. It's cutthroat. And if you don't pay attention, and, and that's why I guess with some people too, you have to be humbled. You can't come into it hard-headed and I'm going to do what I want. Because like if you go to Aaron and he and ask him a question or Malachi and ask him a question, you know, first ask him a question and, well, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to do what I want. 
Okay, we've been doing this for a bit. Um, <laughs> and if we're That's exactly you. what I'm going to do. Oh. I'm just trying to tell y'all where I screwed up. <laughs> yeah. So you can learn exactly from where I screwed up. Exactly. Then I'm going to see you a couple of years later. You're going to be like, hey, yeah, I remember you. How did it go? Oh, it didn't go nope. so well. Oh, um, you want to listen now? Okay. You want to buy one of my books? <laughs> <laughs> did go well. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that's a lot of, that's one thing that does happen at a lot of schools where they see this the the young students potential and they know that that person is hungry for that and they will take mm -hmm. full-fledged yes. advantage yes of that student that's why like you said to have business mind mindset you have to um i i do a little bit of business on the side if you want to if you want to learn how to run your own little small business start an ebay account that's what yep. I tell people. That's a good help. Yep, that's a good you start. will learn because I started an eBay account and I was like, oh, I'm making all this money. Oh, hold on. I have a monthly fee I gotta pay. How much? Yep. A hundred some dollars. Oh wow. Because I sold this much stuff. Okay. And it's like, oh, I gotta pay for my stamps too to mail it to them. And I gotta pay fees for PayPal to get my money and I have to pay an extra fee to transfer it to my account right now because I need the money right now to Dude. go get something to drink. Yep. Oh. I remember the first time I had to pay taxes because I wanted to get five taxes and stuff. But she was like, "So how much did you make with uh, Sour Comics this year?" And I'm like, "Oh, I got the paperwork." She's like, "Yep, you're paying this year." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> can, can I have that paperback real quick? Yeah. Yep. You all have a you all have a payment plan that I can get on? Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, that'll so, be my question. And that's the thing too. Like a lot of people don't understand that part too. Like, what are your state rates as far as your business? Like, yeah. some states. Right. If your business makes four hundred dollars, you got to pay taxes. That's my state. Some, yep. See, so some states, like my state, is if you make a, I think it's a thousand, then you pay taxes. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you got to find that stuff out. So if you get a Kickstarter and you got a ten thousand dollar Kickstarter, you made money. Yep, you made, you made money that they want. Yep. yep. Even if all of it went to shipping. <laughs> oh yeah. You made and money, it, and most of it did. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing people don't know either. Shipping it will be the most expensive part. Well, yeah, well, that's yeah. like he just said, you know, running run an eBay. And then I was thinking the same thing where it's like, oh, run a Kickstarter, too, or any yeah. crowdfunding. Yeah, because by the drop time you're shipping. finished fulfilling, you're going to be like, oh, crap. Yep. <laughs> or do shop drop shipping, which a lot of eBayers do drop shipping and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You'll yeah, learn that's why a lot of times when I'm selling a DVD or something, I go straight to media mail. It's only like three or two dollars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so everything, everything else, I'm like, dang it, that's another nine or eight dollars. I got to pay per pack <laughs> that dog it. But yeah, that that's and that's a big part that a lot of people don't look at the business side. They just see the glitz and glamour. Oh, I can make all this money, and then they don't realize that you can get a ten thousand dollar contract and only get like two thousand dollars out of it. Exactly. Because you got to pay for the yeah. people that are working behind the scenes that are making you look good. So, and plus you got employees. Yeah. yeah. So the bigger, that, that's crazy. The bigger you get, the bigger it gets. Malachi, <laughs> what are some of the pitfalls you see, Malachi, in indie comics? And we'll, we'll be wrapping up soon. And we have confirmed, in fact, that the Indie Comics Dispatch account is one of the accounts that has been extended for Instagram Live time. Instagram Live is now up to four hours. Um, and we are apparently blessed to be part of that roll-up. So they, they gave that yeah. Because I was about to yeah. mention that because you said it was going to stop. And I was like, well, mine didn't. Yeah. Either We're I still going, man. We're still going. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. So, Malachi, what are some of the pitfalls you see? And then we'll, we'll do a, a wrap-up. Um, pitfalls that I would that I usually see um, a breakdown in communication mm. or a, a an apparent disregard for communication. Uh, people, you know, most uh, 
I'm not, I'm not gonna say most creators, but some of the more uh, willful or you know headstrong ones think they are above advice or you know working together. Um, it's annoying, especially when you're supposed to be in this fellowship, you know, and you know trying to build something together. But a lot of people they show the true colors. You know, they're only in it for themselves, uh-huh. and um, it's a hard pill to swallow. You know, especially when you know you're still getting used to um, you know this community. But you know, you learn how to adapt quickly. So yeah. communication is key. Most definitely. I you kind of tell those type too, by the way they treat their artists, because I've seen some individuals who like won't even mention their artists, and right. you and like I've known them like you can't even draw. I know you didn't draw that book. Why aren't right. you mentioning your artist? <laughs> and to me, that used to always make me feel like horrible. I'm like, you're gonna lose your artists because you have them, and you're making it look like you're doing everything, and you're not even mentioning your artist, not mentioning your editor, your letter, you're not mentioning anybody. You know, and like you said, that's that that usually those headstrong individuals or those individuals that just want all the limelight on them. You know, it's, it's funny you say that because I have my, the first book that I ever wrote mm-hmm. and was published was published through a different company mm-hmm. and no one will ever know that I wrote it and they'll wow. never know who the artist was on it. Um, wow. And it's a good story, <laughs> but wow, that's the way he did. Our names aren't on the cover. And like this, this dude just, he did his own thing. That's dirty. It yep. is, is, that, is, that what, is that what pushed you to uh, create Catalyst? Oh no, I was already doing it at the time. Oh, you was already doing it, okay. I, but I had that mindset of like, well, I should, I should try to get out there somehow. And this dude, you know, he just, I don't. He has a man. I could talk about that dude all, all day, man, because he has another <laughs> property that I created, and it's, a, it's going to be the same exact thing because I know that artist is almost done with it. This particular one, he's been working on for like two years now, and I'm working with the artist, that artist, on a different project. And um, it, and I I went to that guy and I was like, dude, can I buy that property off of you? Because first off, I love it, mm-hmm. um, and the artist loves it, and, and you're not doing anything with it. It's been two years, yeah. and the dude was just like, nah. <laughs> I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. He doesn't, make, he doesn't make any money. He'll sell it. Watch when he doesn't make anything from it. He'll sell it then. It's actually first, sad that that a lot of people go through that. Like. One thing, unfortunately, that I've learned is I stopped asking, stopped looking and stopped asking, asking people to be my mentor. Yes. Because it's like no one wants to help you. They don't and want they will you, hurt you. to <laughs> get above them. But I'm like, isn't that the whole thing with teacher and student? You're teaching me mm-hmm. to do better, but you're already 10 steps ahead of me. So I'm expecting you to do even better than I did. Mm-hmm because you have that experience, but I've, I've asked people to mentor me. So let's just get to the point where I just pray and I research yep. and try to find stuff myself. Cause I can't, yep. I can't deal with the, ask you to be my mentor. I had, I had asked someone to be my mentor when I was going to school. Cause I went to school for doing hair too. Mm-hmm. And I asked her to be my mentor and she was like, Oh, I have to have lunch with you. Cause I got to see what you all about. I don't know. Like, what do you mean? See what I'm all about. Like, don't you I'm see all me? about becoming better and doing care. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, the, that, that's, that's why that's you asked. It exactly. Exactly. That's what, exactly what I was about to say, Aaron. Like, and she was like, no, I got to see what you're all about. And I was like, you already put the I, I, I didn't even bother to contact her again after that. Yeah. Nope. You already put the first foot out there by saying, hey, can you be my mentor? That right there yeah. should have been enough to let her know that you were serious. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I think she was more afraid that I was going to do a lot better than she did because I've already had been doing hair eight plus Dude, years you before said, I went to school. That, that's what you see. In, and I love the indie comics community. I love yeah. the small press community. Mm-hmm. They've been great people. I'm meeting more people. Um, you know, getting on Instagram through Indie Comics Dispatch, yeah. I met a lot of different people because we weren't even messing with Instagram. And then I was like, there's a whole other side to the indie comics. <laughs> anyway, um, but it, it's that same thing where we, we kind of started getting going and people were like, oh, let me help you along, little puppy. And then once you start doing OK or finding your own footing, all of a sudden it seems a little bit saltier out here. And I don't know why <laughs> we're, just, we're just out here trying to do stuff. And Stop talking to you and everything. Yeah, it's like, it's like you, you take the leash off and let them play in the dog part. And there's the big dog in the corner. You're like, oh. <laughs> What's that over there? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I've been there a couple of times too. Oh, yeah. And Tier and I both have been there with non-comic creation, even. So, um, with, with it's funny with how. Um, yeah, it's funny how that pops up. Um, <laughs> so that's oh. your problem with John Romania Jr. Okay, I that's it. it. Yes, I. Oh, that man. What is the deal um, with this man and who is uh, this man? We don't know, but I've story. never wanted to get him on my story. podcast so yeah. bad in my life. <laughs> Brent, Brent, you need to tell the story before you close off. About John Romita Jr.? Yes. I just hate him. Like, <laughs> I literally just hate him. He's a horrible artist, and he, the only reason he has a job is because of his dad. There, I said I mean, it. Plus, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Plus, I kind of wanted to start a rivalry, like do you know the Matt Damon, um, Jimmy Kimmel rivalry? Uh, I kind of want to have one of yeah, those rivalries they, for indie comics. But they hang out outside of. They that. do, yeah, yeah. I don't, mine's, you don't seem like you would be hanging out. Hate. Hate. No, no, <laughs> I wouldn't. And then, and then I you have start the, answering back. Be, tag him in the Instagram post. He's not really on Instagram. He's posted like two pictures because, again, he doesn't even have a computer. So it's it's one of those things. Um, oh, but you know what's going to happen? When he comes back to Instagram, he's going to see that. That's right. <laughs> he is. Who are these guys? Who are these indie comics? What's this guy? <laughs> he's going to become a fan and he's going to love me. Um, no, that's not true. Um, um, I do want to say E4 Comics on Instagram just said a new world opened up for for him on um, on Instagram within the indie comics community and Decimation Earth. Um, um, it's, I, I assume that's nine. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure if I pronounce it X or if it's nine. Again, my mouth does weird things. Um, but he's just saying, hey, um, he's got a Kickstarter going on that looks freaking amazing. Um, and so check out him also. Um before we go, and we're going to wrap up here in just a minute, I want to share next week's um, promo art. We're talking superhero team comics. We have a whole slew of guests that will be on, and there are Tier and I in our wonderful spacesuits. Um, Traveling the indie comics universe. Nine. Thank you, Decimation Earth. Nine. He, 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 that's what I thought, but um, yeah. Um, I wasn't a hundred percent sure, so thank you for that. Check out his Kickstarter. Search it, Decimation Earth on Kickstarter. Um, looks to looks really cool. I can't wait to. I got issue one. He sent me issue one for a review. We're gonna get that up soon. I can't wait to uh, read it. Um, looks really awesome. Um, so, um, guys, any closing words? Tier, talk talk about Sovereign Comics for a minute. Malachi, talk about Wingless. Aaron, talk about uh, Catalyst. Give your guys self a plug before we go. Well, <clears throat> Sovereign Comics, you can find me on all social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at SovereignComics.com. 
Um, we have a lot coming. Uh, we just finished the Stars Kickstarter not too long ago, and that did well. That was actually the highest grossing and highest back Kickstarter that we've done. So I'm hoping that's a sign of things to come. You know, people are learning more about us. I'm getting out there. I'm aggressively marketing. Thank you, MBA and marketing. <laughs> I learned a lot. <laughs> I'm aggressively marketing now, um, which I wasn't doing before. I was horrible at it before. But um, yeah, so that did well. Um, I do have a Kickstarter plan for Cypher Team Issue 1 to pretty much get that out there to more individuals. Um, we are working on Stars Issue 2, which I'm in the middle of inking, and we have a couple more pages of pencil before I finish the inks on that. Posted and the cover today? Was that today? Yeah, uh, yesterday. I posted the cover yesterday. yesterday. And like I said, those girls, they get their asses whooped. So, <laughs> their asses whooped. But the cool part is people like that. They're like, what? They're getting their asses? I'm like... The first one of the first stories I wrote in high school, um, it was kind of like of a Super Sentai type story, uh, but with my own characters and everything like that. So you know, like Power Ranger esque type type deal. Um, and yeah, the villains won. So I don't have a problem making the villains win. So, <laughs> so like, you know, heroes get their butts whooped a lot in my comics. Um, so yeah, we're working on that issue two of that. Working on issue two of Temple High, um, and then we're gonna be working on issue three of Cypher Team, which kind of dives more into, there's like this running thing, you know how like Marvel had their, uh, what was it, Tahiti, I think it was, you know, uh, between yeah. Colson and um, Colson and May, it was Tahiti and you know stuff like that. And I think even um, Hawkeye and, and Black Widow, I think they yeah. with Tahiti too. So I kind of like did the same thing, but it was like, it's more like a no more Miami's type of deal. And in issue three, you find out just what happened in Miami that pretty much put the flipped the Cyber Comics universe on its head. It pretty much put all everything that's going on now and put it in the movement. And it, it wasn't a good thing. It a lot of <laughs> emotional stuff happened. So if you're a crier, I don't recommend you reading issue three. Because <laughs> you're gonna find out a lot of stuff. You're gonna be like, what the hell is going on? Like, what's going on here? Um so it's 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 we got a lot of stuff coming, and I, th I think mm -hmm. you all will like it. I think you all, and I'm gonna post that cover tomorrow. I'm gonna kind of nice. give you a hint. I'm gonna post that cover tomorrow. So nice, uh, Malachi. What's going on with her and Wingless Comics? Yes. Yeah, so um, Wingless Comics has recently uh, released our second Kickstarter, which is for Nightfall. We've been aggressively marketing for that as well. Mm -hmm. And um, as Brian mentioned earlier, we were funded as of today, around 1230. So we still have 10, 10 days left. So, you know, we, we would still welcome any type of coinage that is sent to us. And, um, you know, we're really excited because this is, you know, I'm not going to say it's the first indie, you know, crossover, but, you know, we're hoping that um, it'll send shockwaves, you know, you know down the road. Uh, we actually partnered up with, um, Concept Moon Studios, as well as uh, Constant Hustle. Yes. So after that, um, personally, I'm really looking forward to 2021 because we're going to release Justice Number no. Two Sweet. and my baby, her number one. So Can't wait. very, very, very excited about that. I already had the first four issues written for her. Wow. I'm also working on her uh the sequel to the um the novel you know about her 
that I released a couple years ago. So I'm hoping that by January, the sequel I'm gonna release, which will be called um, Gods and Monsters. And that, that may lead into her number one. So I'm still playing with that. I just need this year to hurry up and die because it's been um, right? <laughs> a hellacious year. Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for what's going to happen. Um, I think I mentioned it before in a previous podcast. The only good thing about 2020 was that the indie community could release their books because if you remember, DC and Marvel couldn't do anything for like three months. And we were still coming. So, yeah, so this year needs to die so we can continue living at the end. It's funny you say that. <laughs> I think 2020 was the year of indie. We were yeah, giving people yeah. what they exactly. needed for sure. The big boys fell. It was like, hey, here we are. <laughs> so yeah, it was. I agree with you. That was the cool part about 2020. But, so. Aaron, what what we got going on at Catalyst? <sighs> um, let's see. Well, well, first on the the beards and comics, yeah, uh, front for the podcast. Uh, it's really for people that are kind of getting into comics or, I mean, if you've been in there a while, you just want to hear people joke around and chat about being in comics. Uh, the gentleman above me to my, well, right. what direction are you? Right. Is it the right? right? Yeah, right. Right here in the middle. You had left our right. Yeah. There, what they said. Uh, he'll be joining us. Uh, we're <laughs> yes. recording on Sunday, so he'll have a couple of episodes coming so out the better. next couple of weeks. Um, He's a talker. Yeah. Let me warn you. He's a talker. Come on. Well, you know Matt and I well enough to know we are too. So that's yeah. true. That's true. You guys will get along. Right? So well, maybe, well, maybe, maybe three or four episodes. Um, yeah. So uh, that'll drop uh, next Thursday. Will be the first one. Um, so that's it for the podcast. Uh, Catalyst wise, we just wrapped up Tilt Three's Kickstarter. Um, Joe, our artist, is getting his actual tattoo done like next week or something. I can't wait. I know, me either. Uh, it's super humbling for us because, again, we're we're still new. But, uh, you know, the artist likes our stuff enough. He was like, if we hit this amount, I'm going to get an actual tattoo. And Is he getting the, like a character or the logo? He's getting the Tilt logo. Um, really? Yeah. So cool. he's, you know, he's been doing indie comics for like 20 years. So it's it's humbling for us. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Tilt 3, we're uh, getting everything in the mail, so we'll be shipping that out soon. Um, Brett's getting some extra stuff because, you know, he cosplayed Tilt. Um, Gotta love so it. That, it was the one then, cosplay I felt qualified to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Brett's cosplaying? Now I got a cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I plan to hit that pretty hard next year. Um, yeah. Yeah. I want to see somebody do Exquisite. But... Yeah. Which is super simple. Just wear a suit and you're good to go. Irregardless. So uh, aside from that, Tilt 4 is going to be green. It's already greenlit. So that'll be hitting Kickstarter early 2021. Um, And then One Last Job is something we kind of just recently announced. And I haven't really let people know what that is. But that is a a spy espionage story. And uh, we just hired an artist on that book. And it's going to be a four-issue short. So that's is seeming like it's going to be a little bit faster coming than we thought it was. We didn't even have it on the schedule for next year. Things just kind of fell into place. And then Paradigm 2, back in the Catalyst Comic Super Universe, Paradigm 2 is coming out next year. And Afterglow, Space Sci-Fi Epic, it's another one. And then we're looking at buying somebody else's property. So we might be publishing our first non-us property. (laughs) So that's that's about it. So, So I have a question about one last job. Yeah. All of us are writers. 
so you know the tropes. Mm-hmm. One last job. So is someone gonna die? Because you know every time a detective is like two days from retirement. Why <laughs> 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 so is my last stakeout? <laughs> you know, it's basically it's it's a blend of uh, Mission Impossible mm-hmm. um, and Born Identities series. Oh, it's nice. it's kind of when you think you know what's going on, something something changes, and then you're like, oh crap. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's all I'm gonna say about it. <laughs> now I got some books to look forward to. I got to look forward to her, which I'm glad I know is coming out of 2021. Since we talked to you last time, Malika, I've been looking forward to that book. So her, mm-hmm. my last job. There we go. I'm looking forward to both of them. So with first has a wonderful YouTube channel um, mm-hmm. under Scorpio Chronicles. Um, does tons of unboxing and reviews on there. Um, we're we're getting him. I think we're going to get him soon doing video reviews for the Dispatch. Um, wow. So um, we're, we're working towards it. Um, first, get, uh, tell us a little bit about your YouTube channel and where people can find you and follow you. It's currently under construction right now because I was looking at my channel and I was like, it's cute. Oh, Lord, I look like everybody else on YouTube. So I have to make some changes. I'm like, everybody's doing an unboxing. Everybody's doing review. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. I am a completely different animal of a different breed yeah. that meshed with another breed that may be completely different. So I cannot look like everybody else. So right at my 57 subscribers, which if you're watching, I do thank you very much. We just hold off. I'm coming back with more. But um, of course, like he said, I'm doing unboxings, um, reviews on comics that I've read. I do short reviews, long reviews. I try not to be too long. You can find me on YouTube at Scorpio Chronicles, just the way it's spelled. Um, on Instagram, it's different. It's at S-C-O underscore R-P-I-O Chronicles. And um, just look forward to doing new things. I have to switch it up because I'm looking like everybody else. And um, no, that's not good for me. My name is not first for no reason. So I have to switch it up. So, you know, some giveaways are coming real soon. Um, I plan on doing some nice giveaways, especially with the subscribers for YouTube. So look forward to that. That's going to be a big thing that I'm gathering up. So Get ready for it. Fantastic. And, de- and definitely go follow him so his channel can grow. Yes. Yes. I want to see a plaque. I want to see him unboxing a plaque. Yes. Mm-hmm. A plaque and also a nice YouTube check. Yep. <laughs> exactly. After the income, you got to do it. You got to end up paying taxes on. Oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I get some of it. <laughs> Guys, the dispatch is back. back. Exactly. The Dispatch is back next Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. uh, for Superhero Team Comics. we got a great lineup for that night. Um, uh, Tier helped me put that lineup together. A bunch of Tier's friends who write superhero comics are going to be here. we got Vonnell Young. we got um, LaShawn um, from Beautiful Beautiful Soldiers. we got Paul Richards from Black Moss. Um, Gosh, I know we got more. Who who else we got here? Mike Jaya from Miskatonic High. Yes, yes. I'm so looking forward to talking to him. Um, It's going to be a 
fun, fun night. Um, and I'm really looking forward to that. Um, guys, we're here just about every Wednesday night, um, 8.30 Eastern, um, broadcasting from an undisclosed location in the Milky Way galaxy. Um, and we are thankful that you've watched us either live or after the fact. Um, if you if you follow us on Instagram, uh, which is where the bulk of Indie Comic Dispatch audience is at, um, head over to Facebook. We're almost at 500 follows over on Facebook now. Head over to Insta or YouTube. Um, we're up to 50 subscribes on YouTube, which I'm proud of because YouTube subscribes are hard to get. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, we're on Twitter. We're Don't go to Twitter. Nobody should be on Twitter. Um, <laughs> not if you value your health. If you value <laughs> your mental health, do not go to Twitter. <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially until like after whatever the inauguration is. Like just stay off. I got on today. I was like, oh, Ah, shit, I shouldn't have come here. Um, I mean, but, maybe just try 2022 or something like that. I don't yeah, know. yeah, like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm covering up Aaron's face with the dispatch logo. There we go, I'm much better now. Um, so guys, um, follow us, like, subscribe on whatever social media channel you're on. Yes, even if that's Twitter, uh, follow us there. Um, we got a, a coming up this Sunday with David Crownson of Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer. Yes, I've already interviewed him once, but he just launched Kingwood Comics, a whole new comic um, comic uh, imprint, uh, print uh, company thing. Yeah, that he's going to be putting out. Small books small press. Small small press. We've established this already today. Exactly. From the small press dispatch. Um, God, I hope he doesn't have a Cthulhu book. <laughs> yeah, me too. Be like, <laughs> um, so anyway, check it out this Sunday. Um, I'm looking forward to it. David is always a fun one to interview because dude is animated. Dude is excited. He is passionate. Um, he's got some great books out there and I'm looking forward to seeing what Kingwood does. Everybody, if you don't follow Sovereign Comics, if you don't follow Scorpio Chronicles, if you don't follow Mal the Writer, if you don't follow Catalyst Comics, go follow them. Um, ASAP. They get ASAP. They're posting ASAP. great stuff. <laughs> Everybody, we will see you later. Instagram, great to be with you for this amount of time. We really appreciated you staying with us for up hey, to four duck. hours. Hey, yellow duck. I, I'm yeah. Hey, yellow duck. I'm I'm goodbye. Instagram. Yeah. It didn't get, <laughs> obviously, yellow duck didn't get the memo. Even the this has been extended. I know. Come on, everybody else. Instagram's going. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Until next time. Bye, everybody. Take it easy. <laughs>